How to hire, how to hire a virtual assistant, how to um, outsource and how to delegate tasks. If you're an uh, internet marketer of some kind, if you're doing any uh, maybe affiliate marketing or whatever, then uh, you know that these skills uh, are needed in order to scale our business or simply move uh, forward faster. And uh, today we're going to learn that with Brad. So uh, if you're ready, vámonos. What's going on, bosses? Adrian Diaz here with Hasta La Vista Boss, the place where ambitious people like you and I, we talk about how to create a side hustle, make it profitable, quit our job, become our own boss. I hope that sounds good. Brad, welcome to Hasta La Vista Boss. How are you doing? Excellent. Thanks for having me, Adrian. That's awesome. I'm so excited to have you on. Uh, uh, I know that many of you know who Brad is, so... Um, he needs no introduction, but we got to get into uh, what he's doing a little bit as well, just to give him a little bit of um, background for those of you who doesn't know who he is. Uh, be but before we do that, Brad, uh, let me go to the chat quickly and welcome these awesome bosses here in the chat. Uh, we have Mark, we have Justin, we have Marty, Cytec, ja uh, Jan, uh, who else is here? Adrian, Chris, a nomad overseas. Dan, welcome everybody. Uh, as you all know, if you have questions, um, drop them in there. And uh, something, other, uh, another cool thing that we can we do here is that we, um, I accept calls, so you can jump with uh, me and Brad here on the call, and my girl in here. <laughs> um, so. Um, to ask you questions, so if you have a question, you know what to do. <laughs> All right, Brad, let me come back to you. Um, tell us a little bit about what you're doing and uh, uh, what's what's your background. Yeah, so um, so basically, uh, a lot of people who who do know me in this space know me as uh, Chief Operations Officer of Human Proof Designs. Um, so where I was involved with a team there to help people get a start in affiliate marketing and, and really content publishing businesses. So, um, yeah, so the reason I got involved with Human Group Designs was because I had started uh, going down a path of affiliate marketing income in 2015. I actually started with an e-commerce store that you could just, there's a plugin where you could import products from Amazon. <laughs> and then uh, when they would they would add them to their cart in a function totally like e-commerce, but then it would when they hit checkout, it would bring them to Amazon, and they could check it on Amazon. Then I'd get affiliate commissions. But yeah, so then kind of that that site. I mean, I bought it on Fiverr for a hundred dollars, and uh, it made me five hundred dollars in the first three four months because I just imported lots of products and it actually ranked for keywords. And uh, I was getting like free organic traffic, but then uh, Google changed things and it was all spun 
very poorly written descriptions from Amazon. So that site ended up getting penalized. And oh. I didn't even know enough <laughs> about SEO at that point to know that that's what was happening, right? But uh, then I, I purchased a site from Human Proof Designs and I ended up getting a job there. Uh, so, but yeah, and then basically ever, all, all during that time, I grew that site from Human Proof Designs, ended up selling it for significantly more than I had paid for it. And um, in the meantime, spun up a few other projects. So basically, yeah, as a publisher, like my current business is four people. So there's, I, I call him a project manager, um, but he mostly does like a content management role. And then I have two writers and one lady who does Pinterest. Mm. Interesting. There's, um, there's yeah, one of the questions uh, someone asked about Pinterest, but we're going to come uh, to the, some of those questions uh, later on. Sure. So I see there's Brandon wants to join us as well. Uh, thanks for doing that, brother. Um, so let me quickly jump into this topic. It's a topic that... I know that many people here in the chat, even uh, Chris, uh, he said that uh, when I, as soon as I put the this live stream on, he said uh, he struggled with this and he uh, wants to uh, master this. Uh, myself as well, Marty uh, McLeod, as as well many of you might know, he uh, as well he's trying to build a team behind him with the writers. And there's so much frustration. There's so much bloody frustration with this topic. Um, and where do we start, Brad? So let me put let me put you uh, uh, um, like uh, context, right? So many of us here in the chat, we are uh, in the trenches. Some of us, uh, like Marty, he's the boss, um, and I have a surprise later on. I'm not going to mention it yet with Chris, but um, we, st we, we don't have a big, we don't have a team, actually. I'm not going to say big team. We don't have anybody to help us, maybe a writer or two, but we don't have anybody to help us. What's the first yeah. step to outsource, to hire a, a VA? Yeah, so... Um, I, I didn't really know where to start either. And really like part of the thing that, that kind of, I started learning about affiliate marketing right at the same time as I read the four hour work week. And, uh, I don't, I don't really aspire to the four hour work week because, uh, <laughs> I would just lose a lot of, I would just be <laughs> severely bored, I think. But, but at any rate, uh, that one kind of laid the, foundation and groundwork in my mind for what what's possible as far as like hiring uh far beyond like um the the traditional hiring like you do here where maybe you give someone a part-time job maybe you give someone a full-time job but it's on site um so and then uh but i found like i was still kind of spinning my wheels there and until i read the book uh virtual freedom by chris ducker okay and, uh, uh you know I, who mentioned that book as well? Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Pat Flynn. He mentioned it a few times on his yes. live stream. So I think it's a good book uh, that I need to buy. Huh? <laughs> yeah, those those guys are super good buddies. Um, 
and Chris, I, I stopped following him quite a long time ago because he's, he's like building the business of you. So he helps people build a brand. So he, he'd be like the kind of guy that um, would have good training and tips for how to mm-hmm. grow like Castillo Vista boss, for example. Awesome. But for me, I was just like, I, I want a business that like runs completely without me on the side. It's very, but at any rate, he, he really nicely broke it down into the different types of roles you need to build like, uh, like a, a, an online business, essentially, sort of like an online business centered on contests, not an e-commerce focus. And I mean, every person I've interviewed over the last uh, four years, I've kind of went through his questions that he has in that book for how to how to hire and interview people. And yeah, he just he really helped me to put things into place and actually make it work um so yeah so, so anyways I, I would recommend reading that one for sure and then uh i guess i can't remember the other part of your question but it was like kind of wh- where to get started with hiring people. yeah what would you uh of course let's um uh i think the the first thing you are uh, would outsource is the writing part uh personally i hate yeah. writing uh, for many reasons, English is not my language. Uh, I just don't have time to do the research and and write, so I hate doing that part. But um, it, it kind of makes sense that would be the first thing for you to outsource. Um, yeah. And I know Marty ha- uh, tried loads of uh, these companies out there, and many, I'm sure many of you, uh, you others here in the chat uh, have tried. By the way, let let me know which companies have you tried. Uh, and what was your experience in the chat? Um, but um, yeah, is it writer or what would you outsource first? Yeah, so yeah, that's that's a good one. So basically, like when I started, I had started with a, a brand like a brand new site with eight thousand words on it from Human Proof Designs, and then um, yeah, I knew right off the bat I wasn't going to be writing for it. Um, so, but I just, I looked at it like, I'm, I'm going to just put some ads out and try to find a good writer because I knew I could get content for less money than I could through an agency. Well, I ended up finding decent writers, but what I discovered was now that I have this content stream and I don't even want to go in WordPress and do the formatting and all that stuff. <laughs> so that's actually, that's actually where I started because I was just like, um, I could, I could do one or the other. And I was just like, um, if I hire an agency for content, at least I can be fairly sure that I have a point of contact and some accountability there. They're not going to go missing on me. So that's what I ended up doing for the first bit. I, I mean, I just used the human group designs writing team, um, on their standard content level. And then, uh, but what I did was I had worked with a Filipino guy as a writer. I'd hired him as a writer and, um, the content wasn't the best. (laughs) Um, he's good, but it was, it was clearly English as a second language. So, but he was like, he was the one writer I had who was perfect as far as deadlines. Like he was so conscientious. If he needed a, a, like a day off suddenly or whatever, he would just ping me, let me know. 
when I when I had like I want four thousand words a week or whatever it was, um, he would hit it every time and um, all that stuff. So I was just like, this is what I'm looking for. I'm looking for some for someone with work ethic that I can trust. So I said, what do you think about not writing for me, but coming on as like the person who formats all the content? And he was at first kind of like, no, I, I don't really want to do it. But I, I said, well, try it for a week and we'll see how it goes. And then essentially what I did was just, I, I would just record my screen and I would collect a, a document from the writer, upload it to WordPress and set the slug and, and do all those things, build internal links. And then um, I would, I would just share that video with him and he would watch it and then I would give him an article and he would go for it. And then I would make another video and just critiquing the work, uh, constructive feedback. <laughs> and, uh, and then he just, it took him, it took him probably six months Wow. to, uh, <laughs> to get to the point where I was really comfortable with, um, with what has worked. And, and that sounds like a long time and in a sense it is, but a lot of us who do our own publishing, we don't realize how much we know. And there's so much intangibles and stuff like that. Like, for example, I would show how to do in external linking and then you would link to a competitor or something like that. And, and I would just be like, well, <laughs> yeah. you know, try to try to avoid that type of stuff or <laughs> internal linking, you know, just using the wrong anchor text or stuff like that. True. So, so uh, allow me to go quickly to the chat and um, read some of uh, these awesome people here comments. Um, Dan says that, uh, hey, 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 I haven't fired my boss yet, but I'm getting closer every day. That's what we like to hear. <laughs> well done. Let us know when that's uh, ready. Chris says here that the Don't Stop song reminds me of the music in the 80s, workout exercises that we were after Saturday morning cartoons. So, yeah, that's what makes me, that's what's put me in the mood, you know, <laughs> makes the, the blood pumping. Marty says, thanks for the, um, uh, for the tip about the book. And... Um, as well, Marty says he's having some success now with uh, writer access. Uh, just recently, uh, ordered uh, uh, the order started coming in. In uh, John Dystras uses uh, a lot, so he's uh, uh, Marty saying that John Dystra is using uh, John Dystra is using writer access. So that's interesting to hear. Uh, Josh as well. How's it going, Josh? And commit. Welcome, guys. Can I just ask a favor? If you enjoy this content, can you give us a thumbs up? That would be uh, awesome for the algorithm, like people say. <laughs> uh. um, so I don't see uh, any questions yet. Um, Marty saying that he will see how that goes. Um, and um, keep us posted, Marty. Uh, I know that... Uh, it's very, very important to find good writers. Uh, um, who's here in the chat with us? Uh, Brandon, do you have a question, brother? You can unmute yourself if you want. No, just listening. Appreciate the info. <laughs> All 
Awesome. Hey, thanks. Thanks for being here, brother. And did you um, want me to? What What I did was like I made a Trello board and kind of of my process there. If did you want me to kind of go through that one? Show it to us. Show us the secrets, Brad. Let me see if you can share the screen. Sick. Yeah, it's enabled, so you can you can share the screen. Okay. All right, so you should be seeing uh, blue Trello board. Oh, yes. Give me one sec. Let me put the screen in big. Uh, where is this thing? There you go. All right. Okay, so so this is this is my basic process. And, and the other thing is I don't do any link building. Mm -hmm. So that, and basically, it's not that I think links are bad or anything like that, but it's simply because what I'm doing is, is working. It's bringing in a steadily rising income. And for me, adding link building, so to hire a link builder or to hire someone who I can train to be a good link builder, Mm -hmm. It's just, it's, it's quite a challenge and I've had success hiring writers and I have a couple of good agencies that I work with for content when I, when I have like extra budget, like you get a Christmas bonus or you get your tax return or something and you want to kind of do a big content push. Um, I have a couple of agencies that help me with the, the big pieces. And then I have other writers that help me with the the regular day-to-day -day content. Which agency, so, uh, Brad, which agency would you say was the best for you in your experience? So um, I am going to say Human Proof Designs content. Cool. And, and um, yeah, you know, people would expect me to say that, but I actually have data for that. Mm -hmm. And what, what my project manager does is every month we do a URL by URL analysis of cost. So what, what did we spend on that? And what did we make from that URL? And the interesting part is um, with, with Amazon, it's hard to track by URL by URL, right? Unless you use like a specific tracking ID. So I don't get into that at all. Mm -hmm. I, just, I just look at ad revenue because that's what's easily trackable for me. Um, you know, there's a couple of things with affiliate income where you can say, so say for example, you, you have an article about men's tennis shoes and you see that, you know, you sold 10 pairs of men's tennis shoes last month and you can kind of deduce that that was from that article. Yeah. But I just, I don't even bother with that because the bulk of my earnings comes from ad revenue. Right, and, right. Uh, so, so like I said, I just, yeah. And, and so really it's just like, if I can measure my ad revenue on a URL by URL basis, I know exactly what I paid the writer for to write that. So if I'm turning a profit with just ad revenue, then it's, it's profitable with affiliate revenue as well. So, um, so you could get more nitty gritty than I do, but for me, it's the 80, 20. I don't want to be a bookkeeper or accountant. I don't want to do all that stuff. Right. And that's not where I get value in my business either. Mm -hmm. Um, so I get value by hitting publish. So, <laughs> so yeah, so that's, that's why, so this is just a very simple setup for my process and it just keeps everything off of email or even like tools like Slack and stuff like that. I use Slack to communicate with my project manager, but I use this board to communicate with everyone else. 
So I just have a column for writer one, writer two, and then the content, the project manager will load new topics in there. So if there's only four topics in, you know, he knows they go through say three articles a week. He knows he's a little bit ahead of them and he just has to keep filling up their queue at the bottom and they pick off the top. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, so when the writer clicks into that card, they're going to see um, an outline. And so the project manager, he also creates every outline. So I, I do all the keyword research myself because I like that. Right. And it helps me keep my head in the business, know what content is there. And I just, I'll just know if it's something we've done before and stuff like that. So I keep the, the project manager loaded with keywords. And then he just goes through his daily work is to create outlines and polish the finished content. So, uh, so he creates an outline and, uh, so every time a writer gets a topic, they have the outline made for them and they just need to follow that, put it in WordPress and then fill in the, put the meat on the bones essentially. Mm -hmm. And then when they're done, they will just, um, sorry, this is actually in that order. When they're done, they will just move it to um, content completed. And then I actually go in on this one and I set the URL and I publish it and I submit it to Google search console to request indexing. Right. And then once I'm done that, I move it over to the, to the project manager. Is it, is it you who's doing all these uh, movements from, uh, you know, the, the, the article is moved from writer to content completed and then content manager, or is the, or is someone else who's taking care of this? Uh, process so here. everyone moves the cart away from them as they finish a job. Oh, okay. So, you, so you, when, yeah. you're instructing them, hey, when you finish this, move it to the next section. Yeah, and they, okay. they will tag me. So both of the writers know when they're done, they, they tag the project manager and myself, mm -hmm. and then they move it to content completed. So then when I, when I get the tag or the email or the notification from Trello, then I go in there and I just do those three, well, four things really. I change the author, I set the URL so that, because the writers will just say it's like uh, seven fun parks in your city to bring your dog or whatever. Then yeah. If yeah. that's the title, then that will be the slug, right? Exactly. So I make yeah. it, you know, parks in South London or whatever, right? Hmm. So, uh, right. So that that's what I do. So those, those three little things. And then I move it over to the content manager. He picks it up. And then, um, yeah, okay, sorry, I'm missing one other column, but there's a, um, okay, yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah, uh, no worries. <laughs> I mean, there's, but basically there, there's another completed column right, right in between here. So when he's done, he puts it in the, in the content, or actually he will archive it. That's, yeah. So then right. he just hits archive and then it disappears off his list. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. So then, and then his list is clean. He, he's up to date there. And then his, so he's basically cleaning out his column and he's topping up these to stay ahead of the writers. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then if there's issues with anything, he just moves it into on hold. Okay. So the other thing is that the writers do whenever they finish, they just come in 
here and then they'll just write like topic one completed and then it'll be like 1500 words or whatever it was yeah and then i just every i pay them on the 15th of the month and the first of the month for the two weeks prior mm -hmm. so then then when i come in here as payday i can see okay this one needs to be paid for 1500 words so then when i send them payment i'll just do paid below right so that way next time when they come in and they do topic two 1500 words then it has a, has a break so i see so this is like a history as well of exactly okay. there's also like a menu like a history here too so that you can go through everything right so that's okay. that's i mean i just work well visually like that because i mm -hmm. can see here okay like project manager needs to get some topics over to these guys or they're gonna dry out um you know and my my column basically here if there's a card in there i get in there and i publish that thing as fast as i can so it can start ranking cool All right cool so Let... then... sorry go ahead. go ahead go ahead go ahead okay so then the next column is training library and templates so for example i would have a video about how to do smart internal linking so my process for there so i click in here and then there's a google drive link for how to do internal linking external linking, all of that other stuff. And then I have outline like a card here for all my templates. So if you're doing a list post or a roundup or, or like a product review or like the top five products in, in the niche or something like that, they all have slightly different um, article outline templates. Mm -hmm. that then the project manager is going to go fill in with the right keywords and the right structure. And then the other thing is every card has this internal article finalization checklist. So every article, I just, um, every article has a card and every card has this checklist. So that way all of the things get done. So as he builds the internal links, he's just checking these all off. And this is really cool. Okay, so yeah, yeah, this is awesome. I like that. Uh, and then that way, you know, we can be sure that something got done. And if something doesn't get done, it gets put in the on hold, and then we can go figure out something for that. Like, okay, for example, sometimes it's hard, very hard to find a specific image for that article. Right, so we put our heads together and figure out a solution there. That's awesome. Let me quickly go to the chat and see if there's any questions. Sure. Um, or any comments from the bosses in here. Uh, Chris says that uh, checklist is really cool. Yeah, I really like that as well because I, I, uh, it's helpful for both for us as as the person who's gonna go in and check if the if the job is done properly, and for the person who's doing it because they they have a simple way before sending it to us to go and check okay I did this in the H1 okay I did this I put the image I put this so it's really awesome I like that um, <clears throat> uh, let me see here um, where is this commit says I struggle more with editors than with writers more moving parts affiliate links formatting adjust uh, tone of the voice internal links uh, adding images I think they get overwhelmed and miss things that's an awesome thing that you mentioned, uh, commit. 
uh, I, I've learned, let me see if I can grab my screen, uh, but I, 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 I not, because I didn't prepare for, for the, this live hangout, like I don't prepare for any, because I don't have too much time, but, um, I'm sure that Brad is going to give us a tip here, but what I've learned from other people, uh, in the last year trying to, you know, master this skill of outsourcing, organizing, delegating and all that. Uh, I've learned that if if you have a, um, uh, how do you call it, uh, an SOP, you have to break it down by, by, um, by topics, uh, commit. So, uh, can I, can I just rub you the screen for one sec, Brad? Yes, absolutely. It'll be just one sec so I can share uh, with commit how I have my SOP. Um, so as you can see here, it's really, really uh, like each one of these, it takes like some of the tasks will take like five minutes. Some of them will take two minutes. Some will take 20 minutes. But it's breaking down by each one of little things like add, adding the editor's choice box. Uh, let me see if yeah. I have anything in here. So you just need to copy this text, go to the article and paste it. That's all the job. You know, so it's, it's that simple. So I believe that's why they get overwhelmed because we give them so many tasks <laughs> that um, they, oh, I don't know what to do, which one to do first. I don't know. You know, I think that's why yeah. they get overwhelmed. What do you, do you have any uh, suggestion on that, um, Brad? Yeah, so what, what I've really found is that video video is the thing that really makes it achievable for people. Yes. So, um, yeah, definitely have those SOPs like you have. Your, your SOP, I mean, looks, looks more developed than mine, honestly. <laughs> so, and, uh, and I, I tend to do everything by video because... Um, and then I asked my project manager to make it into the written SOP. That's so freaking smart because I'm losing yeah. a lot of time doing the, all, the written first and then I pass it into video. So all those things that you've seen on, on text, I have them on video as well. Yeah. And the other thing is when you do that and you have someone else make the SOP off your video, then you look at the SOP and you and you can tweak it because, um, and, and it just it shows that they've internalized. If they got the SOP bang on 100%, you know that they understand the process. So it's uh, yeah, that's that's something I, I've I've done at Human Group Designs too. Awesome, uh, uh, Chris I, says I make here. A lot of videos, so so uh, sorry, did I interrupt you? No, no, it's okay. <clears throat> Uh, Chris says here in the chat that um, when you get your content editor to insert affiliate links, what software are you using? A uh, A W P, Amalinks. What are you using? That's a good one. So, yeah, I actually don't use any of those plugins or any of those software anymore, and uh, the reason is I've just been burned a couple times. So ah. Easy Azon, you know they the developer lost interest for a while. Um, and you know, we were the casualties of that. Right. And yeah. I mean, I had a site with 350 articles at the time and easy Azon links everywhere. 
and all of that. And <laughs> and then they at one point were not Amazon compliant. I don't know if they are now, um, but at any rate, they they were not for a little while, and I got a little nervous about that. So I uh, I just swapped everything to site straight from Amazon. And you can in an Amazon affiliate account, you can just add users. And so I add my, my project manager and he can go in there and make all the links he needs. The other big thing there is we never use short links. Um, and the reason is if you ever need to swap tags or anything like that, you can't do it in an automated way if they're short links because it hides the affiliate tag. So there are definitely, there's always a technical way to do it, but I'm, I'm not a technical guy. I don't, I don't know developers who are affordable and can do that take a work for me. So I don't <laughs> want, I don't want to get in a situation where I rely on that. So I use the only Amazon links I ever do are through site Stripe. And yeah, so. Uh, Marty says here the 80-20 rule for sure is a great way to put things in perspective. That's so true. Um, I totally agree. SciTech says I'm currently reading the four-hour work week and it's a real eye-opener with respect to the 80-20 rule. So you know that I have, like my Diggity said the other day, I have my Bible here with me. <laughs> 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 and... Um, Roger, how's it going, brother? Roger Young is here. Hey, Brad, thanks for sharing your tips with us. What do you call the person who do the upload and content formatting for you? Content manager or editor? Yeah, that's a good one. And uh, yeah, so I, I did some thinking about this and because uh, Roger had asked earlier in the, um, the, in Facebook, the Facebook group, group or page. And uh, yeah, so um for for me like i basically just wanted it like I, like i say like the guy who's my project manager now was started as a writer for me and i was just like okay this guy has a good work ethic so anything i can give to him is what i'm going to do so i think the way i would advertise that right now is is really just you need someone who wants to be an assistant and who has posted stuff in WordPress before. Um, because like a front-end developer is gonna get really burnt out just uploading content over and over and formatting it. And um, really the uploading of your content shouldn't be such a complicated process that you can't get someone who has a good work ethic and a good mind and who's willing to follow your SOPs. Uh, and if, if it's too complicated for that, then it's probably over-engineered unless it's a very specific type of niche. Mm -hmm. So, so I would probably just put like, just put that in the job description, um, looking for someone to content or to upload content in WordPress and follow SOPs to, um, to do the you job. Know, get, yeah, to get the internal <laughs> link, all that, all the on-page SEO. Yes. <laughs> to get paid. So. Um, Chris Tipton, blogging for a future. Hello world. What's going on, boss? Thanks for being here. If you have any questions, you know what to do. Um, do you have uh, anything uh, you want to share with us from that um, uh, uh, structure that you have, Brad? Or should we go to Facebook? We have some questions in there. 
Sure. I was basically done showing the board there. I, I have one more column where I do a monthly report for the team. So I just kind of just do a video screen share of me going through Ahrefs saying, you know, this is the new keywords we added this month. And here's here's the chart. And this is where it was a month ago. Just so they feel engaged. So they start okay. understanding what they're working towards. Yeah. Because if their job is literally just make sure I have 3,000 words written by Friday for Brad. Um, it's you're not growing your team, right? Um, oh, that's they're getting awesome. paid, and and some people are just happy like that. But I want them to understand. I've even sh shot a video like of me just looking at page one of Google and saying, like, here's a keyword that we want to attack. Here's who's there now. Here's the outline, and this what we're trying to do is be the resource on the internet that can beat these ten people here. We want at the top. And then when they can see that it actually happens and they start understanding the pieces around why that happens, then they can really take ownership and they can add things to it themselves as the writer. That's if you just have someone writing, even if you have a good outline and stuff like that, they don't, they don't have that buy-in where I'm building something and, uh, and maybe they don't need that. Lots of people are like that, but for me, I'm just, I want to build an engaged team. I, I want these people to be working for me five years from now, 10 years from now as well, uh, not just for the short term this month. So that's really yeah. awesome. Yeah. That's really awesome. Uh, there's a question here from uh, uh, Justin. Let me see, where is it? Justin, I can't find a question. He said, um, kind of uh, off topic, but for the keyword research, are you going after tons of low competition keywords yeah so my, my big site is is quite authoritative so mm. i actually don't even really um analyze them too much honestly wow <laughs> so so because i can i can basically climb to the top but for my brand new site that's kind of what i'm doing i, I i'm looking at it well, first of all, like, let me finish that thought, but on my, on my larger site that I publish stuff, it ranks in the top 40 positions of Google within three days of publishing. And then it just kind of keeps Moves climbing yeah. slower, faster. So, but on my brand new site, I felt brand new, but it's, uh, it's eight months old now. Um, that's my latest project. But in that one, I, I just looked for queries that I knew I could win. Well, at least had a high likelihood of winning. And I didn't look at um, like keyword difficulty values or anything like that. I just literally just used Ahrefs to crunch a big list of related questions and stuff like that. And I did um, the Ahrefs uh, content gap thing where you can plug in um, competitors. Mm -hmm. So I just did Quora, Reddit. And um, the other thing I do is have my project manager find top 20 forums in this niche. And then I would just go through all those and mine them for everything that they're on page one for. And that was literally my, my whole strategy. Um, if Quora or Reddit or a forum is on page one, I'm going to go for that keyword. <laughs> and uh, and it's, it's paid off surprisingly well. So I just had a a $205 August. Um, so off that site and 
Um, I've literally spent about 20 hours on it. Uh, I, I built a homepage because I like to do that myself. So it just looks decent. And then um, I did a whole bunch of keyword research. I made this spreadsheet, pass it off to my project manager, and then he takes it from there with the, the writers. And I hit publish every time an article comes through the pipe. But let me ask yes. you. Oh, sorry. Before no, when you finish, ahead. you've done, yeah. <laughs> yep. I want to ask you um, how much. I mean, if you share, if you can share this, of course. Uh, how much do you pay for each one of your positions, and if sure. when? When you started with these uh, awesome people, uh, have you increased their salaries or uh, or, or are you uh, thinking to increase the salary? Because I, I, I've talked to other people and they say, uh, the first thing, I get someone that's very cheap, I, I train them a little bit, but as, as they get better at what they're doing, of course I want to increase their salary because I want to keep them otherwise they might go um, what's what's your approach there yeah so that's a good one and basically like um, I've only really started in the last six months with this team of four uh, basically I just decided to go all in with with that and uh, stop stop using agencies to some extent um, so I haven't given an increase to one of the writers since she started with me in uh, basically March. But the way I look at it is she only does 3,000 words a week. So she's very faithful with that. But to me, it's just like um, she's happy to work for that. And it's it's good value for everyone all around. But to me, 3,000 words a week isn't really enough commitment to my business in the sense that I'm going to like opt them into like a bonus plan and, okay. and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but my other writer, she does 6,000 words per week and um, she's, she's had one raise. It's probably a bit too big of a raise, but I don't know. Like, <laughs> um, but I just, I, I'm fine. Like I pay $30 per thousand words. That's okay. that's what I pay my writers. Okay, so all my writers don't listen, don't don't watch this video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the one lady is is Canadian. She does three thousand words. So right now, with the Canadian dollar being what it is versus the U.S. dollar, it's more like forty dollars a word or per thousand words. Mm -hmm. So which which is okay. And like I say, like she's happy to to write for that. She does a good job. She's very faithful. And like I say, if there was a bit more of a, a commitment, like if someone was doing like a significant portion of her, their week, then yeah, I'd be looking at a race. But she, she literally on a, on a Friday night or Thursday night or whatever night it is that she has spare time, she sits down, she bashes out those 3,000 words and tags me in Trello. So to me, to me, that's like... Uh, 3,000 yeah, words, that's, that's what? That's 900 bucks per, per week? Ninety ninety dollars a week. Ninety dollars a week. Yeah. Oh yes. Okay. So and and then you have the other writer as well. Is is the same price? Um. So yeah, she was at twenty five dollars per thousand words. 
uh, and she's she just moved to thirty. Okay, so that's what I say. Like as a percentage, that's a yeah, yeah, twenty percent <laughs> jump. But which which is fine. Like I'm, I'm happy to pay that. Like to me, thirty dollars is is very good price for for content and and the, especially the content I'm, I'm getting out of these ladies. And um, the other thing is like there's a bit of a wage arbitrage thing going on where they're not USA writers. Um, so Canada is is similar to USA, but I mean there's a 32 percent bonus right now mm-hmm. because the the because, US dollar yeah, is stronger to yeah. Canadian. Yeah. So it may it makes it worth it for her. And if the dollar went the other way, I'd be I'd be talking to her and making sure she's okay. But the other the other lady is in Serbia, mm-hmm. and um, you know thirty thirty dollars goes a long way in Serbia. Oh yes, definitely. Um, so <laughs> I, I, feel, I feel like I. Yeah, I mean, I just, I gave her, I, I feel like $30 is decent. But her English is, like, impeccable. Like, Okay. It's, it's like Maybe she's, she's uh, an expat or something. I, that was what I was thinking. But she's like, no, no. And I, I always ask people when, I, when I'm hiring them if English isn't their first language. How do, like, how do you learn English? Like, why is your English so good? But she just, just from watching movies. But clearly there's, <laughs> there's a natural gift in her as That's well. That's awesome. Because I know lots of Serbians who just watch movies and their English isn't as polished and perfect as hers is. Well, I'm not Serbian, but that's how we learn languages in East Europe. Because we yes. watch cartoons in English, we watch... Every, since you're a baby, you watch uh, whatever you watch on TV, it's in the original language, subtitled. So you, you kind of right. learn as, as you grow. Um, but yeah, that that's awesome. And how about the editor, the, the so manager? The project manager. Yeah. He he makes five hundred dollars a month salary. He's in Philippines. Okay. And he does he's half time. So. So, so what's that? That's twenty more or less hours per month per month. Oh, sorry. Per week. Per yeah, week. Per week. That's right. And another question: When you do this, uh, uh, do you do like? Um, Team calls where you go, uh, all of you together. You go into uh, uh, a live session, or or I haven't done that yet, mm. and and the reason for it is is because the team the team is fairly new. It's like six seven months old, um, but I I do my monthly video reports and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and then we we talk about it a little bit, uh, mostly chat. But uh, the the biggest reason for that is. Uh, right now I have a full-time job. I have a part-time job because I'm transitioning into a, a new role. Uh, and I also volunteer on the side and <laughs> I, I also have my publishing business. So, um, it's, yeah, at like this me. stage, yeah, <laughs> at this stage, like the video is enough to maintain relationship and just the, I mean, it's every two, three, four days that they're pinging me in Trello to let me know they're done something. So we, we wish each other, you know, a happy weekend. And we have one, actually one thread in Trello where it's just like, I, I call it water cooler chat. Um, so like we just moved to a new house. So I put pictures of the house build here periodically as it's going and stuff like that. Just build a little bit of rapport there. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of how I do that. That's awesome. Thanks for sharing that. That's very, very 
Uh, I open it and I hope many of you in the chat bosses uh, by listening how much uh, Brad is paying for his team. It's uh, eye opener because uh, there's always this question: How much should I pay for this? How much should I pay for that? And um, I definitely don't pay that much money as Brad pay. Not because I wouldn't, uh, you know, if I had the budget, I would. But yeah. um, uh, you know, if if you want to have decent content, decent to good, <laughs> uh, you you have to pay some some good money. Uh, I would say for the writers and for for all your team basically. Um, yeah. Chris says here in the chat, Cartoon Network for English and Rai Uno for Italian. That's how I learned. I've learned with Cartoon Network. I miss those days. Sitek um, <laughs> uh, here, Sitek here says, where did you guys find your writers? Do you use a content writing company or service or do you find freelancers with a job posting? Yeah, good one. So I started talking about that because I was saying human proof designs content is what I use for my big content pushes. Um, but there's another one as well. It's it's sonadigitalmedia.com. So um, I put it in chat. Yeah, I did. Zoom, Let me just quickly... But, Grab in here. Yeah, so, so that one, he, he's been excellent. Um, like the Patrick is the owner's name there. He uh, he's taken very good care of me. So I, as much as I work at worked at Human Proof Designs, um, I still have my own content publishing business, and I, I I basically I buy from other agencies as well, partially so I can learn is there anything human proof designs has to learn from these other guys but also just because um sometimes the pipeline's full and i kind of feel bad putting a personal order on top even though i shouldn't and uh but so i just i just spread my wings a little bit i've tried out probably 10 or 12 different content services and this one here is i mean he's excellent uh, extremely conscientious guy. And as soon as I find someone like that, I'm like, boom, you know, we're doing business together. And so I do right now. Um, he's, he's doing two articles a week for me, mm -hmm. which isn't that much, but I, I'm a little tapped out budget wise because I have like the four people and now, now him as well. Um, he did, the vast majority of the content for that new site that I said just made two hundred dollars in uh, in August, he did the vast majority of the content as yeah for that one. Uh, and that content, and as I was saying before, is I do a URL by URL tracking. So how much does this URL make me? And his service, um, like the content is ranking higher than content from other agencies do you on think a brand it's because <laughs> do you think so. uh, sorry to interrupt you there Brad. do you think that the content is ranking better because they doing uh, any they doing seo type content do you think they, uh, they do you think they use any tools to uh, to do that or just because it's no. It's it's, good it's well researched. Okay. It's well researched and thought out. And he's he's an experienced publisher himself. He has mm -hmm. a, he has a large site that he shared with me, um, and I just looked at that and I was just like, if you can do that for me, then then we're in business. <laughs> 
That's right? awesome. I have to uh, check them out as well then. Yeah, I would highly recommend. Like, he has my highest recommendation, honestly. Awesome. Uh, you know, and the content from Human Proof Designs performed the best of all the other agencies. And then my writer was, like, actually a titch better than Human Proof Designs. <laughs> so, <laughs> which, yeah. Which, so. And actually, someone here asked, uh, Justin asked, do you think that HPD writers write good copy for converting people on affiliate offers? Um, I wouldn't say that's a strength there. Um, it's um, honestly, I've I've been out of it a little bit, so. But I think I, it's I it's would, hard yeah. anyway, Brad, to write good content, good copy that's kind of persuasive, and because uh, that requires some copyright skills. It's not exactly. like it's not like go out there and find top ten best places to have dinner in London where you just <laughs> go and find 10 restaurants yeah. there. You have to be, you have to be a little bit more persuasive. You need to know how to use the words and all that. And I think that's uh, where you need to pay shit loads of money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's why, like, honestly, I've stayed, I've stayed away a little bit from, um, from that because, uh, I, I don't want a business that depends on copywriting because, like you say, copywriters are expensive, and uh, I, I find it a little bit hard to hire for. And I think probably the biggest thing people go wrong with or get get frustrated with is expecting copywriting when they're I just so. getting writing. I think so. Yeah, I think that's uh, the uh, that's probably the why most people they're gonna get frustrated when they go on Upwork or anywhere and they they want uh, the roundup reviews and the content comes back as fluff and I think what would you expect <laughs> yeah exactly you know I, it's very expensive uh, I, at least in my vision I mean what I've read what I what I read in you know in the last years uh, copyright people charge stupid amounts of money for copywriting. It's stupid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. And, and it's, it's usually worth it. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, like sure. Ahrefs just redid their homepage and it costs like something exorbitant, but I mean, I'm sure it boosted their bottom line, but I guess the other thing I was going to say as far as where to look for writers, mm -hmm. um, I, I have had good success on Upwork, but basically just test, test, test is the name of the game there. That's it. And, um, just and and bulk like <laughs> um right um uh, so like for me it's just like give give them the exact same keyword the exact same outline so you're comparing apples to apples okay if you and i was always cheaping out at the beginning and i was just like i'll give keyword one to this one keyword two to this one keyword three and then you end up it ends up still being a waste because if the writer isn't good, you're not going to put that article on your site anyway. So here I'm just like, at least this, this way it takes all the mystery out of it. Mm -hmm. Is this article better? Which article of these five on the exact same keyword with the exact same outline is the best. That's the writer I'm going to work with provided they check all the other boxes of timely commitment and stuff like that. So, yeah. Just uh, Samson. How's it going, brother? 
look at this. <laughs> it's, it's full of fat, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how you doing, brother? Just Samson is from uh, a friend from Pat Flynn um, Hangouts. Thanks for checking uh, in, brother. Uh, Sitex says, excellent info, Brad. Thanks, many thanks. Uh, a nomad overseas. Loads of excellent info in this stream. Thanks for the guidance. Thanks for being here, guys. Thanks for the likes. Thanks for your questions. Um, Brad, should we go a little bit to uh, Facebook because um, uh, we are almost one hour here and I want to get to the questions in Facebook as well sure. that uh, we asked here on the Hasta La Vista Boss Facebook group. And um, here's one from Carl Schaeffer. Uh, Carl says... Uh, oh, uh, my question is sort of newbie related, but what kind of um, what kind of uh, budget should one allocate towards hiring outsourcing tasks? Which kind of we touch a little bit. Uh, yeah. You know, so how much how much do you spend uh, based on the team right now? How much do you spend uh, per week, Brad? Do you know how much um, you spend per week? I do I do it by month and I basically okay, spend month. spend uh twenty two fifty per month. So two thousand two hundred and fifty dollars per month. How so much that gets me my, my four people, that gets me my email software, the the place uh, like where I like Kartra where I upload um how much the info products that yeah. we create and stuff like that. How much content does that get you per month? So that's $500 for my project manager's salary. Yeah. And then um, that gets me 6,000 words per week from my Serbian writer. So per week. And 3,000 per week. So that's uh, six, uh, 24, 2,400. Oh, that's a 48, lot. 48,000 <laughs> words per month. That's a lot of content. <laughs> yeah. But there's also tools in there and... Uh, yeah other things so that's well, and also the pinterest the pinterest lady as well that's great there um another one from carl what is the best way to organize and keep records of all the outsourcing what software or templates uh do you have by the way do you have any templates that you could share with the community uh brad um i didn't quite get time to make that before but honestly it's it's as simple as a spreadsheet that has um you know the months on the side and then it'll be like this is my media mine income this is my azoic income this is my amazon income and every month i just at the end of the month i go in there i drop the numbers in and then i do the same thing for expenses so mm -hmm. uh, like active campaign or kartra and um, so my my writers, my project manager, my Pinterests, uh, and then any software that I might have as well. So like stuff like Short Pixel for image compression, that's a monthly charge. I do five dollars a month with that, right? And so everything down, and then you just plug in your formulas. And the thing is, like, you you can you can get QuickBooks or you know all those big programs. I, I just stay away from that because I don't want a business that's so complicated that I need to have that in order to make sense of it. Mm -hmm. I, I can handle it all in one spreadsheet that fits on one screen. I see my income was this, my expenses were that, my profit is this. And uh, yeah, that's that's good. 
That's awesome. Thanks for sharing that. Uh, Michael Suski is in the chat. Yo, yo, what's going on, boss? Michael Suski, if you don't know him, he's the co-creator of Surfer SEO tool. I'm sure you heard of that tool, if not uh, about Michael. <laughs> How's yes, going, brother? Uh, Jan, uh, he didn't say the... I don't think he have a question, but Jan, he's doing a very good job with his team. I know that. Uh, let me see if there's any more questions here. Can Brad good uh, Roger? Can Brad yeah. share any good tips on how to uh, screen good website builders or any VAs that work on on front end of WordPress? And then you kind of guys, you you went here back and forth a little bit. I just I just clarified a little yeah, bit yeah. with him, but basically on that like to see exactly what he meant, but that's basically what my, what I call my project manager, what he does. Um, and yeah, I guess, I guess the tip there is really just do it yourself, record your screen as you're doing it and um, make sure that he writes the SOP out of that. And really what I'm looking for there is just someone who has a little bit of WordPress experience. I don't want a front end developer because while they could do amazing things for things like site speed or whatever, those, those to me are one-off tasks that I don't want to have that expertise on my team because um, they're going to get disengaged because I don't have enough work. Like I have, I have two sites right now. Mm -hmm. I sold everything else. Um, so I can focus in on these two. And uh, so they're, they're going to lose interest uh, if, if you get someone that's overqualified for the task. So you need someone who's looking for, almost even a data entry, but with a little bit of um, uh, experience with WordPress. So um, I guess the other part of Roger's question there is where to look besides, um, besides online jobs. And the place I do, I, I've had good success, I've hired my Serbian writer through is um, jobrack.eu. So I I need to get that. I'll put that into the um, not uh, not show because I'm trying to find the other questions that <laughs> I have here for, for you. Okay. But yeah, so sure. that's that's another place. Uh, before I mean I'm I'm gonna scroll to see if I find this question in here. Um, there's a question from uh, SciTech. Do the writers on Upwork write a test article for free? From my experience, I don't know if you if you had experience with this, Brad, but from my experience, you can post a job that uh, you uh, want a test article. So they're gonna write for you, but that you're not gonna pay for that. Uh, I'm not hundred percent sure if that's true, or you're gonna pay after you choose that person. I guess I can't remember. Uh, What's what's uh what's the latest with that, uh, Brad? Do you know? Yeah, my perspective on that is I never want to ask anyone to do something for free. I don't want to be that kind of employer. Mm -hmm. um, so, I also don't want to be the kind of employer that pays people for junk. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but I would rather pay someone for junk one time, and then um, then do the other. So basically the way I do it is I, for me, it's a paid test because at the end of the day, I, I want people to be compensated for their time. So even though, like you say, if I'm testing 
four writers, I'm going to give them each exact same article. Three of those are going to be garbage because I can't put the same article, same article four times, uh, on my properties. Right. So, mm -hmm. um, so that to me is the cost of hiring and it's a one-time thing. And you learn a lot when you test, I think the cost of not testing is higher than the dollars out <laughs> and right and it, it burns a little bit it still does um but what i've found is like even when even when you're hiring someone for a very like for a task and you give them a simple task so first of all when you when you're hiring are, are they responsive are they are they friendly to talk to um are like they're, they're going to be nervous if you act to ask them to jump into an interview like every, they just are and you know usually i am a little bit too or whatever <laughs> and they don't notice that so but um but basically uh, i lost my train of thought um, <laughs> but yeah so i was going to say like like if do you connect with the person right and you don't want someone that seems a little bit scared or or not super talkative or whatever right like that that to me is like i need to feel like hey i could be friends with this person uh, because I, I do plan on being friends with them as co-workers for the next, you know, foreseeable future, right? So, so even just something little like asking them to do something like uh, when, when I first started hiring like an assistant, I would ask them, well, can you set up a timesheet in Excel? Uh, and then like, so they keep track of their hours and I would pay them hourly. And well, the one person of two creates a spreadsheet, Google Sheets, and puts on top hours, and everything else was blank, right? The next person went and made it so it's like days of the week with the actual dates, August 21, August 22, August 20, and then had formulas so that they punch in their start time, they punch in their finish time, and it was just like, even in that task alone, it just showed me who's going to take initiative on this task and who's just like sort of looking for a lazy way out. And so as soon as you give anyone a task of any sort, and the big, biggest thing is when, when you're hiring someone, you kind of get frustrated with the process and you want to just hire someone and try it and just go. And that that's a mistake is like moving too fast. And, um, so if there's a red flag of any sort, it has to be a no. Otherwise, you're going to bash your head against the wall and keep doing it. So, like, the people, if I think about all the people I've hired, it, they were seamless. Like, everything about them checked the boxes. I might have had some questions like, well, you never know until you're actually working with someone. Yeah. Will, will, they, will they blame other people? Or will they... Um, will they just disappear for days on end and tell you after, you know, <laughs> what happened or are yeah. they proactive? Some of that stuff you can't know before. So there's, there's always been questions, but there's never been questions like, well, oh, their grammar was a bit weak in that area. We'll see. You know, it's just, if their grammar is weak and you have them as a writer, they're gone because you don't, you can't have that. <laughs> right. So it should be impeccable, but Awesome. Yeah, that's a big thing. So, 
Awesome. Uh, Brad, um, I just want to mention, as you can see, I have the uh, Hasta La Vista Boss podcast on the screen. I uh, usually do these uh, hangouts. I extract the audio and put them on the audio to, you know, if you go shopping, if you can't watch, you can listen to this. So if you're going to listen to this on the podcast, it's good to come on the YouTube because there are a few parts of there where we share the screen and we, we um, uh, you know, talk about things that you can't see on the podcast, of course. Um, uh, one hour in 10 minutes, Brad, can we get uh, a few more, a uh, couple of more questions? Sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm good to go. Cool. I have one here from Facebook, and this one is the last one from Facebook, and then uh, a couple more here in the YouTube chat, and um, and then we can, uh, uh, you know, go and eat something. <laughs> uh, Dan said, uh, I, I'm not going to butcher your name, brother, here. I don't know how to pronounce that, so I'm just going to say Dan. Um, he says, for me, I draw a blank in my mind when it comes to outsourcing social media. I have a good freelance writer that is good for what I need right now, but social media is something I don't really enjoy doing for business and I'm not sure how outsourcing uh, works. This can be for any social media, but my biggest interest is in Pinterest. So as you mentioned at the beginning, you have someone uh, that helps you with the Pinterest um, account. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Hopefully, it's going sure. to be helpful for Dan. Yeah, so so the biggest thing is like, I mean, I think sometimes wires get crossed when people are into uh, different types of internet marketing. So, for example, drop shipping would be different than affiliate marketing and ad dis- display ad income and like lead gen stuff and stuff like that, um, like you're doing with your crane site, Adrian. Uh, right, so... Just make sure I'm talking to the right audience here. And in affiliate marketing, like social media can be fantastic. Um, but for me, it's again, it's something that's complicated like link building. So I don't even touch it. I don't even worry about it. And I don't beat myself up that I'm not doing it either. Um, I fully agree that like building a brand is the way to go and having user engagement in and social media is awesome, all that stuff, but I'm not going to do it myself. And if I'm going to pay someone, I need, I, I need to see a return on investment, at least at this stage. So to me, it's something down the road that I'm going to do. Um, so when I say social media, that's like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that stuff. And to me, Pinterest is not social media. I put that under content still. It's, it's another search engine. It's just visually oriented instead of word oriented like Google is. And for Pinterest, like I bought a couple courses and, and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, I watched like two lessons and just really couldn't get into it. I had my project manager watch some of it and <laughs> it wasn't really his cup of tea either. And I'm not going to try to put a... a a square peg into a round hole yeah. or whatever yeah. the saying is. Right. So I was just like, Hey man, no worries. I I'm not like a graphic design guy at all. Like Adrian, all your stuff with your brand is awesome. And it's on point and Gracias. stuff like that. Like <laughs> I love it. And I, I'm not that person to create that stuff. 
So for me with Pinterest, it was just like, to me, that's, that's an agency hire because I can't create the SOPs for that. I'm not going to teach someone how to do keyword research, which graphics to do. I, I just, I don't have the expertise myself. And I didn't have the affiliate marketing expertise and the on-page SEO expertise either, but I went and learned it because I knew I wanted to have that business model. But with Pinterest, I'm just like, for me right now, that's something I would hire an agency for. And um, again, like it's, I don't have enough experience with it to, to counsel someone one way or the other, but for me, it's only something I'm doing because my, my property, my biggest property makes over $3,000 a month Ooh. just from ads. Nice. So I have a bit of a budget to work with. Yeah. But if I didn't have that budget to work with, I would find it very, very hard to spend $500, $800 a month on Pinterest for say it like a brand new site. And right now, like my new site that I talked about earlier, that's eight months old and is doing well. Um, like, like it's up and to the right all the time. Um, and all that stuff. I, I don't have the, the guts or whatever you want to call it to, <laughs> to spend that chunk of money on Pinterest, because even though it is a search engine, I still feel like the shelf life is, smaller than Google. Like I, I have articles that are three years old that bring in 30, $40 a month and faithfully have, right? So on Pinterest, I'm not certain you can get that. If I was, then I would start thinking about it a little differently. But mm -hmm. in, in my experience, even with my very large established site that has great content and um, a great Pinterest person running it, it's um I'm, I'm getting a return on my investment i'm happy with it but i wouldn't say like we're struggling like it's it went up and then it flatlined and it's holding so i'm getting my money out of it i'm getting more than the money i put out of it but in my content side i see it continually grow every month there's progress right so to me that's where i'm gonna do it so would you say it's better to um i mean if you if you um, but dan says he hates to do it so uh i guess um yeah. by that means that he's he's kind of in your same shoes that you you're not good at the, at, at it so you just outsource it um so uh, i think that's what you probably have to do as well, Dan. You know, either either put a VA through a training to do it for you, or just uh, outsource it to uh, to an agency. Uh, yeah. I have a few friends, uh, uh, but they used to mention this like a year ago. Um, I need to ask them if they still do it. If if they still do it, I'll I'll post it on Facebook, Dan, and uh, maybe they can help you. But I need to ask first. Uh, so let me quickly go to the chat and uh, take these uh, two questions here, and then we can uh, we can wrap this up, Brad. S uh, Jan says here, Brad, I'm I'm wondering, uh, your team is just working on new content. Do you do all other tasks, 
Do you have plans to outsource all tasks? And what about updating content? Yeah, the updating content one, that's, that's going to be my next, uh, my Structure. next thing to tackle because I've done a little bit of it and seen pretty great results, mm -hmm. but I don't really have someone trained for it yet. And I don't really have enough experience myself to just, to just blow through it. Um, so for, for me, like everything, everything is profitable right now doing what I'm doing. And it's really what I'm looking for is a low maintenance business. So, so I guess that's like, it's kind of the 80, 20 thing, like 20% of it gives me 80% of the results. You know, I know I could double my income on the sites if I, if I could, uh, increase my Pinterest budget, actually do like social media campaigns because the one site has gathered a bit of a social media following It's fairly significant. And, uh, and if I did email marketing more actively to this large audience, like the one, the one site gets 2000 visitors a month from organic or a day, I mean, 2000 visits every day, just from Google. And if I can capture them into, so I know I can do all these things, but for me, it's just like, if I worry about them too much, I'm going to end up getting nothing done and spinning my wheels. So what I'm really concentrated on. And that was my kind of 2020 epiphany, if you will, like that if I just focus on building the proper team to do the core, the bread and butter of the business, that's going to pay off and, and the budget is going to come. And once I have like too much money to like sort of keep socking away in investments and stuff like that, then that's when I'm going to, you know, maybe consider scaling up Pinterest, maybe hiring someone to, to, to do a little bit of email marketing uh to this list that is slowly being built but but really if i think if the risk you run is worrying about these things too early and then burning out uh -huh. um, because there's too many moving parts to this business there's way too many way too many as i've discovered and uh you know that's why that's what many gurus out there and they're not going to tell you they're going to tell you this is fucking easy and it's not because <laughs> uh, yeah. there's so many things that you need to learn there's many little pieces that put together you can make a, a making money machine but it's going to take you some time to learn all of those especially if you want to especially if you want to scale um but you mentioned the uh, marketing email marketing and commit has a question here in the chat for you brad uh, he says, can you, he or she, I'm not 100% sure, uh, please let me know if it's a she or a he. Uh, can you talk a little bit about your email marketing strategy, if you have one? Um, basically, we did a little bit of email marketing, but we're, we're pretty much going to turn that off because uh, I... We had, had a great person working on it, but effectively um, it's, it's a challenging person to hire because even when you find the perfect person, uh, I, I just feel like I want to be able to give someone something like significant as far as like time-wise, income-wise, 
and it's very hard for someone to just dip in once a week and send an email out to your list. And that's about all I would want to do. So I just decided to just turn, turn that off. Um, it's not because it's not making a return. It's just because right now I'm transitioning to a new job and I need just the peace of mind for it. Uh, but effectively all it does is it's just like, it's just an informational email, something that would be fun to read, uh, not trying to sell anything. And then at the bottom of the email, it just has, um, links to like some info products, um, that, yeah, you know, I mean... we make it, we make a decent chunk on. And every time an email goes out, we make a handful of sales and, and stuff like that. And then it trickles out for the next two, three days, just people don't open the email right away. <laughs> That's really what I'm doing. I'm not doing hard selling or anything like that. Um, but yeah, that's, that's about it. I guess the other thing that we use email for is, um, sometimes you can get in with like a private affiliate company. So like not Amazon, but, um, just whatever it is. So say just use tennis as the niche. So say there's a, a company that has your, your work with them for tennis rackets and they're doing like a black Friday sale and they're going to do 20% off. So then put an email and say, Hey guys, found this great place, you know, where they're doing a big black Friday sale. So send out stuff like that. But yeah, to me, to me, it's not critical. And it's not something I'm not going to write those emails. And yeah, so I just, I stay away from it a little bit, not because that's necessarily a good business decision for like the bottom line and <laughs> anything like that. It's just, I need, I need, this is a sidekick for me. Right, so. right, right. Yeah. It, it needs, uh, it definitely needs, uh, you definitely need some time now to, like you're saying, you're moving to, uh, another projects now. So, uh, you need some time to reorganize yourself and then, you know, go full blast <laughs> on yeah. uh, on this again. Um, a question from Nomad Overseas says, question for Brad, which tier of pre-made sites from HPD would be best to use as a foundation? Just curious as I was thinking to pick one in the future. Okay. So I, I, with that, I would probably go for one of the ones that's already earning money. And, um, and I would just make sure you do due diligence, throw it in SEMrush or Ahrefs and just make sure it's not like declining keywords and traffic and stuff like that. It's either stable or rising. Um, make sure you get a good, good one that way. That to me is the best thing because like I say, I don't do link building. So I, I want a business that is uber simple. I literally have to have content writers and just keep hitting publish. And then I have someone who takes care of Pinterest top to bottom. I don't, I don't get involved with it. I just pay the, pay the invoice at the end of the month. And I don't want to get involved because I have nothing to add there. All right. Cause they're the one with the skill. So, um, yeah, so I would start with like the revenue generating sites and if, if those, yeah. And basically the reason for that is those ones have content. Google's rewarding it with traffic. If you've done your due diligence right and that it's like up and to the right. Um, so at that stage, if Google's rewarding it, give Google more of what it, of what it already likes on your site, just keep doing more content 
and I, I always wanted to be in the place where I produce content and then Google rewards me with traffic and some of the other channels, you know, trickle in a bit here and there. But in reality, that's, that's what I'm looking for. So that, that's where I would start. Um, sweet, sweet. That's, um, that's one thing I want to do in the future as well. I don't want to build one from scratch again. <laughs> I want, cause, uh, it, it just takes, uh, a little bit longer. And like Matt Diggity was saying uh, the yeah. other day on the live hang hangout we had, he said he just prefers to buy someone, something that has traffic or makes money already in order exactly. to have those results faster because he's paying his team uh, to build the website, right? And build the content, build links and all that. Yeah. So he has expenses. So he wants faster results, of course. <laughs> uh, yes, he doesn't exactly. want to pay like 50 grand now and has results maybe one, one year from now. Uh, so that that would that would be one of the things that I would implement as well in the future, maybe some point uh, uh, next year, if things goes well with my projects, of course, and um, um, HPD, of course, would be one of the places that I would go, because uh, you know everybody knows HPD, and um, some of those sites they're really cheap; they're not that expensive. <laughs> Um, yeah, and I mean, you can always ask for a discount, right? Oh, so. yeah. <laughs> hey, I could, ask, I could ask for a sponsorship. Wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, there you wink, go. Wink, wink. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I mean, use your affiliate link. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Um, so. I think um, I'm going to wrap it up here, Brad, because... Uh, my miss is in next door as well. <laughs> Come quickly. We need to watch a movie or something. Um, and uh, before we go, if is there anything, guys, you want to uh, last comment in the chat? Let me know. Um, any last question for Brad? And Brad, is there anything that you would like to add for us? First of all, thanks for being here. I really, really appreciate taking the time and uh, share your knowledge with us. You know, it's... I'm sure it was helpful. I'm personally going to listen to it again because there were some things in there I really want to absorb and put in practice in my yeah. own business. Um, is there any last, you know, departing words? <laughs> uh, no, I mean, just one of the biggest things with hiring is, you know, a lot of people have a boss they don't care for and then they uh, proceed to uh, hire hire a VA and sort of be the boss that they don't like and, and do those things that the boss is doing to them that they don't like and do the same thing to the VA. So, I mean, even I kind of alluded to it earlier, but when, when I test writers and, and two out of the four are no good, I pay them and I give them a five-star review and then I wash my hands of that. Um, I, I, I'm not going to like cause friction. I'm not going to cause a fight about it. It's part of the cost of hiring. I'm not going to let that go on for months. Their one article was no good. Like I said, I'm going to pay them no arguments and give them a five-star review and let them know that I screenshot it and everything. And, uh, and it keeps my reputation intact on the freelancer platforms, but it also, it's just like, I'm not going to invest any further time and effort into this person 
at this stage because they're not the right fit for my company. So what's the point of haggling about $25, $30 when I can just be done with it? And then, uh, yeah, I mean, just, just be understanding, but don't get taken advantage of. Um, you know, people have to produce and um, just be friendly, be kind and be a good uh, person. That's, yeah, I mean, <laughs> when, when I left the HPD team, every single person there sent me a thoughtful note and, uh, and really appreciated everything all of our interactions and stuff like that. And, and that's how you want it to be. Um, you know, we're all just people trying to do the best we can in life. And we're trying to build an affiliate marketing business, but for them, they're trying to build a writer's profile or whatever it is and trying to provide for their family or put some extra money in the bank or whatever it is. Right. So just really focus on that. They are people don't take them for granted. And probably one of the biggest tips uh, just about that too, is just like, if you tell someone you're going to give them a raise after X amount of time or something like that, put it in your calendar, whatever it takes for you to remember that you said that, because if you forget that might happen, but they will not forget that. <laughs> no one will ever forget. Hey, I told you you were going to have, you know, a bonus every three months or, or uh, you're going to have a raise after you've written a hundred thousand words for me or whatever that is. Right. So just keep to your word and, and you, you should be fine. So awesome. Awesome there. Thanks again, Brad. Thanks everybody in the chat. Thank you for your thumbs up. Thank you for your questions. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being so awesome bosses. Um, and, um, thanks, uh, for, uh, being here with me tonight. I want to, uh, I'm thinking when I'm going to do the next live stream and I I think I need to do the uh, How's it called the income reports? Uh, which is awesome. I haven't I haven't even looked how much money I made uh, That's how important and busy I am <laughs> uh, But no uh, uh, I think we're gonna do this maybe Monday, I'm going to try to do it Sunday, but Monday or something like that. And just remember, like I always like to say, stay focused because we're going to get rid of that boss. All right. <laughs> Thanks for watching, everybody. See you in the next one. Bye.